And welcome to the R. Jackson Home Podcast. This week, I am joined by Sean Daly. Sean is the general manager and the plant manager at Toyota Bodine here in Jackson. Welcome to the podcast, Sean. Thank you. Happy to be here. So, Sean, um, you uh, are the you're kind of you run the the Toyota Bodine plant here in town, and we're going to talk more about that. But tell us about where where you got started and how you got here. Well, I'm originally from Pennsylvania, from a small steel town uh, uh, up the Allegheny River, about uh, 30 miles from Pittsburgh. Okay. Uh, my uh, uh, my family, uh, uh, let's see, let me step back. My grandfather came over from Ireland as a, as a baby, and okay. uh, and uh, my family were coal miners. Um, yeah. When uh, my, my, I'm from Southern Illinois. Oh, are you really? It's coal mining territory. Coal mining also, yes. Yeah, right. Until, yeah. until that went out of style. Right. Well... Yeah, it went out of style in a big way for our family. So um, the day that my grandfather moved my dad and, and uh, the kids to the town that I grew up in, uh, he, he was moving there to, to be a foreman in a new coal mine. Mm. The mine blew up that day, but they were they were moving in, so he wasn't oh, at work. Wow. But uh, fortunately, the town had a glass mill and a steel mill, so, he, so the, the, that's the point where the family moved above ground manufacturing and, and working in steel mills. My, yeah. my dad worked in the same steel mill and he, he also worked uh, later in a um, uh, plant that made railroad cars. So um, my so I'm only the second generation working above ground, working uh, in, in, in manufacturing. Um, my wife also, uh, Cindy, also grew up um, another uh, steel town along the Monongahela River uh, south of Pittsburgh. And we met in college at Pitt. Um, she's a mechanical engineer, and okay. I'm an industrial engineer. Uh, so both of our, our fathers, uh, uh, you know, her family came from Italy. Uh, her grandfather's uh, her grandfather came from Italy as a baby. So both uh, both of our families uh, were in uh, the coal mines, and then moved to steel, and yeah. and uh, we've been in manufacturing. And I feel like that's a different story than most people in West Tennessee are going to have. Not necessarily the coal mining part, right. obviously, but the um, recent descendant of, yes. of immigrants. Yes, but much more common in the in the Pittsburgh area. You know the the um, the steel mills um, back in the uh, early 1900s. Um, you know, had a lot of jobs and did a lot of recruiting from from uh, Europe to mm-hmm. to pull uh, pull the workforce in. But so you moved from Pittsburgh to Virginia. Oh, it's a long path. Uh, oh. So, so uh, I, I was working for General Motors coming out of college. I worked in Ohio for for six years at a, a plant that made uh, electrical and electronic components, um, battery cable and uh, electrical centers and that kind of thing um, in Northeast Ohio. Um, and then uh, I got I won a General Motors fellowship and got went back to to school and got my master's degree in engineering in manufacturing engineering. Yeah. So they have they have this a scholarship program. They, they did for at that employees. time. Okay. Yes, they did at that time. It was a wonderful opportunity. So yeah. so I went to school full time and and uh, and uh, uh, earned my master's degree. Part of my master's degree, I had to do a a thesis project. I did that at a sister university in Japan in uh, uh, Toyohashi, Japan, which is. Uh, in the Aichi Prefecture, where where Toyota is based, okay. and uh, uh, got to visit a lot of uh, uh, Toyota plants and Toyota uh, suppliers, and uh, a lot of other uh, manufacturing companies also. But really got a, a good understanding of modern manufacturing. And uh, uh, so, so at that time, Japan was way ahead of. Where you yeah, were. they really were. So you know, I, I 
you know, growing up in the Pittsburgh area, I mean, all the school kids were familiar with what the inside of a steel mill looked like, yeah. right? So you had field trips and, you know, and your, your teachers and your counselors and so forth yeah. uh, might have worked in them in the summer and so forth. But um, in, in Japan was the first time I saw a continuous caster. At that time, um, they didn't have that technology in the Pittsburgh area. So so uh, when when they were casting uh, steel, um, in, in Japan, it's, it's continuously rolling into a rolling mill. And at that time in, in Pittsburgh, they're still pouring it into like large containers and then they have to let those containers cool and then move them and handle them and so forth. Gotcha. So much less efficient process. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was a big eye opener for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that again, that's not my industry, the steel industry, but that's kind of what I grew right, up but you around. You could tell yeah, oh, absolutely. something was different yeah. here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, you know the 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 vehicle plants and the I, I uh, visited the motorcycle plants as well. You know Suzuki, Kawasaki, uh, Honda, and uh, saw how they uh, how they uh, were you know quick changeover and and very uh, uh, what we call today lean manufacturing. Yeah. So ahead of the game. Yes. And and so so you you, you finish your masters, uh, and and you're still at. Um, at, at GM, at right? GM. Yeah. So, um, so I, I uh, got the opportunity to uh, to transfer to our Mexico operations for for GM, and uh, again in the component business. So, we were starting up a lot of uh, component plants in Mexico. So, mm-hmm. I was living in El Paso, Texas, um, and uh, and spending you know a week or two or, or longer at a time in the uh, interior of Mexico, starting up starting Ooh. up manufacturing plants. Yeah. Now you met in an off air conversation you told me you spoke spanish is, is this when you learned or did you yes learn? yes so i i had uh you know like a lot of people i had uh four years of high school spanish and never expected to to use it all that much right but uh but yeah when you're in the interior of mexico you really there's nobody speaking english so you're, you're going to you to, to speak spanish i had um when i was back at my office i had one-on-one Spanish instruction every day so, wow. so that was great so yeah. you know the, your instructor identifies your weak points and coaches mm-hmm. you up but uh, but uh, really using it the exercise of using it every day searching for a word and seeing what really works yeah uh, that, 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 that they really call it, I think you. they call it immersion teaching. oh yes yeah and, that's uh, it. my uh, Spanish teacher in college tried to do that and I almost didn't graduate union on account of that oh really so so not a big fan of I'm not good with languages but uh, you picked you picked it up yes yes I did so so I worked in Mexico for five years the first time um, I, I uh, by the time I left I was managing a an engineering group that was responsible for three uh, component plants one on the border and uh, and two in the interior and we were making uh, again electrical electronics uh, products, uh, oxygen sensors and, and uh, electrical centers and, and those kinds of things. So I got a call from uh, our director of our Mexico operations um, asking me about uh, going to Argentina, that our Argentina operations was was uh, uh, exploding, basically. Um, um, so we, we supplied a lot of other automakers besides GM with uh, electrical and electronic components. And... Uh, Basically, in, in uh, Brazil and Argentina, um, yeah, everybody who makes vehicles was was putting new plants in at that time. So, and it, it's it's kind of a closed market. It's it's a uh, it's called the Mercosur or the the Southern Cone. It's a it's a kind of a uh, it, at that time it was a separate uh, trading block like NAFTA is okay, here. Gotcha. Right. So, 
So uh, it's, a, it's a little more have, open now. But Most people might not know what that means, but they have preferable trading status between the two countries. Yes, they have free trade between, at that time they had free trade between Argentina, Brazil, Uruguay, and Paraguay. Okay. Um, yeah. and, and if you wanted to uh, sell vehicles in those countries, you really needed to make them there. Yeah, to take advantage of the free trade. Yes. So, so, um, so my wife and I and our two little boys moved there to, uh, to Buenos Aires and, uh, and, uh, actually our, our sons started school there. It was a wonderful opportunity for our That's family. Crazy. And again, uh, starting up plants and all that kind of exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and of course, part of starting up a plant is, is putting in the manufacturing system. So I was able to learn some of the things, some of the, I was able to use some of the things that I had learned, mm-hmm. um, some of the things I had seen previously in other really good plants. Yeah. Some of the things I had tried in the plants in Mexico that I helped start up mm-hmm. and then kind of, you know, refine the approaches and, and you know, really um, be, become more and more successful. Yeah. Or, or what in Toyota we say, Kaizen, right? Can continue to improve and improve and, and uh, keep building on your improvements. So, um, so we did uh, two. We expected to be in Argentina for maybe five years. We were there for just two. The economy kind of tanked, um, and it was a it was a, a big surprise. We moved to Brazil to Sao Paulo, Brazil, and we were there for for uh, for a year. I was uh, uh, I was uh, manager of our uh, process engineering for our component operations for for GM, and at that time, uh, GM spun off. The component operations uh, to um, Delphi Automotive or Delphi, um, that was the name of the the, the uh, company. So when I came back uh, to North America, I came back with Delphi and I was running a, a large plant on the border, just across the border in Mexico, across from El Paso, Texas, and Ciudad Juarez. Uh, so we supplied uh, again, you know, electrical electronics type stuff, uh, injection molding, molded plastic uh, assemblies, and that kind of thing to. Uh, to uh, John Deere and Freightliner. Okay. Um, All the stuff that people don't think about. Yeah. 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 It really is. Really is. Um, you know, in 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 um, South America, we we uh, made sub assemblies of the entire built up dash. You know, uh, steering wheel, airbag, all that, and supplied those just in time um, to uh, to automakers like uh, Fiat and Renault and Peugeot. But um, uh, we did we did not do that for uh, for Freightliner and John Deere. Anyway, um, large plant, about 2,500 people. Um, uh, That's a big plant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, two, you know, two buildings, a little, little larger than the facility we have here in, in Jackson today. So I was running that plant and, um, and, and you know, uh, doing well. And I got a call from a headhunter about an opportunity at Toyota. And, uh, of course, if you're in the auto industry, Toyota's... Uh, you're always chasing Toyota, basically. Really? You know, okay. every 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 visitor that I had was all would, would tell me, "Well, Toyota's doing this," and uh-huh. I would tell, "Well, no, we're, we're we're doing this because Toyota's doing this." Well, no, <laughs> no, 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 I read that Toyota's doing that. So, yeah. So, um, so it was kind of like you have a choice of spending your career fo- trying to chase what Toyota's doing or joining Toyota. This yeah. this particular opportunity with Toyota was at at, at um, an engine plant near Charleston, West Virginia, uh, the town of Buffalo. And it, my wife and I felt like it uh, was closer to where uh, the kind of environment we grew up in and, and closer to the grandparents and all that. Yeah. So that was a great opportunity to move closer to home. We, we, we never had really spent much time in West Virginia when we were growing up 
because there really weren't any jobs in West Virginia. Yeah, um, unless you're coal mining. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and even you know, at that time, the coal mining jobs, you know, there there weren't so many. So yeah. So um so we moved to to, uh, to West Virginia and uh, uh, that was uh, I started there as as production manager for four cylinder engine plant and. Um, uh, later was uh, quality manager uh, at West Virginia. It's, our, it's Toyota's largest engine plant in North America. So we, we make four-cylinder engines and V6 engines, and then we make two different uh, six-speed, right now, six-speed six speed automatic transmissions. I'm sorry, they're, they're, they're transitioning to eight-speed automatic transitions. Oh, okay. Now, when I started there, I'm dating myself, but when I started there, um, they were just starting up uh, the transmission plant making four-speed automatic transmissions. So they've gone from four to six to, yeah. to eight in the in the time that uh, that I've been with Toyota. Anyway, um, I, I was a production manager for four-cylinder engines, uh, uh, quality manager. Then I was assistant general manager for manufacturing support. So that's uh, engineering, maintenance, environmental facilities, those, those kinds of things. Okay. Uh, and did that for several years, was promoted to general manager of that same uh, basic responsibility. And then my last uh, two years, I was general manager of, of manufacturing there. So uh, about um, 1,000 or 1,200 people there in, in West Virginia. Wow. Yeah. And uh, really a world-class facility. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, uh, Which means that the only step left to go in the factory world is the plant manager then, right? Well, um, at that plant, there was there's a uh, a president. You know, yeah. e- each of our each of our Toyota plants um, is a is a um, is incorporated in in in, uh, in that state, right? So the so Toyota Motor Manufacturing West Virginia is a West Virginia company. You know okay. the, the the trend in the corporate world is to incorporate in Delaware. They have yeah, you know nice tax laws or whatever it uh-huh. is, right? But but Toyota puts big emphasis in being a a good corporate citizen, so mm-hmm. incorporate in that in that state and so forth. So, yeah. so, um, so there there was a, a president there, and, my, and uh, actually my my uh, last boss there was Millie Marshall. She was our first uh, female North American president, and she's now president at, at Toyota Motor Manufacturing, Indiana, in Princeton, Indiana, about five hours north of us here. Okay. Um, so at, at Indiana, they make the uh, the Sienna, the Sequoia, uh, the Highlander. The big ones. Yes. Yeah. And so, so what what was the opportunity to come to Jackson? Oh, it's a little bit. Um, well, it's a very unfortunate event that led to it. Um, one of our plant managers passed away in another location. So, okay. um, so uh, we we have a plant in Vancouver, uh, British Columbia, that makes wheels, and uh, the plant manager there passed away unexpectedly. So, so the the plant manager who was here, Al Hasek, had started his career at uh, the Captain plant. Uh, where they make the wheels, and um, uh, they really needed Al to, to go there and and uh, and replace uh, replace that uh, plant manager. So, so I was asked to come here. Yeah. <clears throat> so not really expected, but um, uh, it's been a great opportunity for for us. So. So when did y'all get here? Uh, we we came in um, in uh, twenty fourteen. Okay. Yeah, yeah gotcha. June so of 2014. So you're still yeah. pretty new to Jackson. Yeah, yeah, sure. And so were your boys already grown? Have they lived here? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So my um, my older son had uh, gone away to college at Duke, and he was working in a um, a research lab over there. Okay. We'll come back to him later. Yeah. Um, my my younger son was in a paramedic program in West Virginia, so he he stayed there to finish gotcha. that, and then 
Uh, he later uh, started working as a paramedic okay. in, gotcha. in Huntington, West Virginia. The older son, though, um, was working in the research lab at Duke for a couple of years and uh, trying to decide what he really wanted to do for a career and you know, thought he wanted to go to graduate school for, for some kind of uh, science discipline. Decided he wanted to go to uh, to pharmacy school. So we, you know, we had moved here intending to, you know, we downsized and we yeah. thought it was just us, but, but I asked him to come over and, you know, Check live out. upstairs here and, yeah. and, uh, and go to union and, and, you know, he, he came and checked out union and he, he loves it. So That's he's in his first year pharmacy cool. school at union. Yeah. yeah it's been good, fantastic. I've got some good friends here, professors over there. Oh, do you? But no, it's, uh, it's a wonderful environment. So that's the Toyota part of your life. That's the Toyota part. What about, what do you do outside? I know that the plant manager role is very demanding, very time consuming, but like when you have time outside of work, what are you doing? So I'm on uh, several boards. So I, I just got asked to go back on the uh, Jackson Chamber board, okay. which which I um, I finished up Al Hossack's term uh, a couple of years ago and then uh, sat out for a year. I'm on the board for the Jackson Symphony and I'm the finance chairman for it. Um, I was on the board of the Boys and Girls Club and uh, just stepped off when when I got asked to, to go on the back on the chamber board. Uh-huh. So, so uh, one of our managers, Scott Hastings, is is uh, is is on that board, uh, kind of uh, in my place. Um, let's see. Um, as apart from that, I sing in our church choir, mm-hmm. and I on Monday evenings I teach English as a second language at uh, Northside United Methodist. Those are very cool. And so, so before we were recording, you were telling me about the uh, the way you come into a community. You're kind of oh yeah, it. absolutely. So, so, so when you come into a community, um, you start uh, you know withdrawing from all the you, you start benefiting from all the services of the community. So, so I feel it's your responsibility to use your gifts and talents to really give back to the community. So that's really what my wife and I uh, try to do. So um, no matter how smaller obscure your talents in, in my case you know I, I, I speak Spanish and there's yeah. a good good population of folks here who uh, want to learn English as a second language and, and learn citizenship so so we teach that uh, on Monday nights um, and uh, you know I can I can sing uh, some so so I uh, I sing the national anthem at least once a year at the ballpark uh, I think that's kind of your patriotic duty anyway yeah. so I've, I've done that for about uh, 10 years my patriotic duty is to not sing <laughs> Well, it's uh, <laughs> so you have other gifts and talents yeah, that, you're, that yeah. you're using. I mean, you know, we all want to make this a better community, right? Absolutely. So, so it's it's just a, a question of you know what are your gifts and talents and how can you put them best to use to to make a better community. That's that is a great point. Let's take a break and come back and tell us about the the plant here sure. and, and and the neat things that are happening there. So between the Tennessee and Mississippi rivers, this is our Jackson home. And we're back with our Jackson home this week. We're with Sean Daly. He's the plant manager and the general manager out at Toyota Bodine. Uh, what do you make at Toyota Bodine? So we make all of the engine blocks uh, for all of the Toyota and Lexus vehicles that are built in North America. So most people don't know it, but Toyota's North American production starts here in Jackson. How about that? So I've told people that 
the Toyotas are born here in yeah. Jackson. Yeah. When, when, when I see people who have a Toyota or Lexus, it was <laughs> born in Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> and and so engine block. So you get like raw steel in or aluminum. I guess raw yeah. aluminum. Yeah. So so our uh, next door neighbor is uh, most. It's uh, Missouri Smelting Technology. Um, the acronym. Uh, they uh, they they supply us with molten aluminum uh, to our specifications, and they actually pour it into uh, the holding furnaces of our machines. We have a kind of a scoreboard uh, in in our plant and in their plant that shows which which machines need uh, okay. need uh, uh, molten aluminum, and it's kind of a red, yellow, green type thing. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's that's their expertise. Their their uh, metals technology people, and uh, they actually run a, a 24/7 uh, aluminum casting uh, operation. They supply ingots all over North America. They mm. they export to Canada, to Mexico. They're really top notch, and and but again, not not so many people know about them. Yeah. But we're their their only customer for molten aluminum. So yeah, we start with molten aluminum. So the the aluminum comes to them as uh, as scrap. Okay. So you know, really? re- recycled, oh. recycled car tires, uh, recycled cans, that kind of thing, um, and then uh, whatever uh, leftover parts or scrap or trimmed parts from the blocks we send back to them. So we recycle over thirty million pounds of aluminum every year, That's and, awesome. and aluminum just just keeps on coming back, right? Yeah. You just melt it and it comes back and check the chemistry and you know add certain elements to, yeah. to get the right the right alloy but huh. uh, yeah so we start with aluminum um, and uh, the cylinder bores where the pistons run in the in the blocks mm-hmm. um, that that they generate a lot of heat so so we have an iron liner in those interesting and, and the iron the cast iron liner comes from uh, Lawrenceburg Tennessee so okay. yeah, not so, too far from here. No, so our uh, our engine blocks are one hundred percent Tennessee. Tennessee made. Yes, that's awesome. And and so, how many folks do you have working out there? We have three hundred team members. That's a lot of team members, and and you said a lot of them are skilled employees. Yes, more than half of our team members are are skilled team members. So they they have uh, either they're either uh, die maintenance or die making or equipment maintenance. So they have. Uh, technical training and uh, really uh, advanced technical capabilities in those fields. Mm-hmm. That's And so those are high-skilled, high-paid people. Very much. So it's yeah. good for our community. Very good. Now, Very how good. does Toyota, and you, were, you mentioned previously that Toyota is all about corporate citizenship. Yes. And so how is the Toyota factory involved, or the Bodine Aluminum factory here involved in our community? Well, I, I mentioned uh, uh, being on some boards. We have uh, some of our managers that are on uh, community boards also. Uh, Jason Bates, our uh, administration manager, uh, was on the RIFA board, still is on the RIFA board, but he was uh, he was actually president of that board. Um, he's past president now, and uh, um, Ryan Porter. Ryan Porter is, uh, I, see, I see his handsome face right here. Uh, Ryan Porter is yeah. now the uh, the president of the rifle yeah. board. Yeah, um, uh, I mentioned Scott, Scott Hastings is is uh, on the uh, on the Boys and Girls Club board. Um, but we we also uh, support those organizations financially. Uh, uh, RIFA, uh we contribute to RIFA. We also do, of course, uh, uh, work days at RIFA, mm. um, like a lot of a lot of organizations do. Um, 
we uh, contribute to the Jackson Symphony. We sponsor the classical music series okay. for the Jackson Symphony, um, and and we do that because of the the tie to education. You know, mm-hmm. the the, the uh, that's 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 the way that uh, the school kids get exposed to, to classical music. Gotcha. Right? Um, let's see. Um, I mentioned Boys and Girls Club, RIFA. Um, we have a number of other uh, community partners. Of course, uh, the Chamber and the African American Chamber. Mm-hmm. And then y'all are, I believe y'all are Pi Partners somewhere? Yes, yes. Yeah, thanks Thanks for mentioning. So so our Pi Partner School is um, Jackson Central Mary Early College High School. And uh, we are taking uh, their manufacturing track students uh, this Wednesday to the, the Corolla plant in... Uh, Blue Springs, Mississippi, which is just uh, ten miles from Tupelo. Okay. Uh, so, so we're going to go there and tour the plant and uh, uh, give them a good lunch, and uh, they're going to hear from the uh, the the president of that plant, yeah. uh, Sean Suggs, about uh, uh, careers in manufacturing. So we've had them through our plant, and we actually had um, Nathan Lewis, their their principal, and uh, his assistant principal and counselor spend a week with us uh, last summer, kind of. To kind of uh, shadowing our uh, managers and kind of learning the the Toyota way and kind of um, modern manufacturing and so yeah. forth and what kind of skills and, and, and abilities are, are required for that because you know they have a, a manufacturing track they're trying to to prepare kids for for careers yeah. in manufacturing and, and uh, you know we want to support that as best we can so we're hoping this um, this visit uh, works well and, and if it does that's something that we'd like to do on a regular basis I mentioned earlier that you know when I was growing up in the Pittsburgh area, you know, my parents, my my friends' parents, my teachers, everyone knew what the inside of a of a steel mill looked yeah. like. Well, these days, not many people know what a modern manufacturing operation yeah. really looks like. They might have a mental picture, they, but right, it's not accurate usually. Right? Yeah, and it you know they, they might think that it's a, a a dirty place or a place where 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 people are really struggling, and 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 uh, and of course, you know, we're always working to reduce the struggles of our team members. But mm-hmm. but it's it's it really modern manufacturing is a high technology environment. Uh, in our plant, we have uh, sixty five robots. In the uh, in the Mississippi uh, Corolla plant, uh, I'm sure they have uh, hundreds of them. So yeah. so that'll be exciting for the kids. That's that's really neat and in a great because it's you know hearing your story. Manufacturing is taking you all over the, you and your family all over the yeah, globe. Yeah, it really has, really has, and uh, uh, you know we've really benefited from it. And uh, you know, my as a result, uh, the world's a much smaller place for my kids. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And in now last year, and we're recording this in, in February of 2018, y'all received a new investment from from Toyota. So so they believe in you guys. Yeah, they do. They do. We. Um, we are one of 19 uh, die-casting operations in, in the world for Toyota. Uh, we're the largest, and um, we measure ourselves. We measure our quality. There's a report that comes out of uh, at Toyota City every week and, and, and shows uh, our quality at our, at our engine plant and, and transmission plant cust- customers. Um, and uh, you know, we consistently have the highest quality of all of the uh, Toyota plants. In fact, last year, uh, of the uh, eight models that we make, um, we were the top uh, plant more than 52% of the weeks. So, uh, so you know, if you, you have 19 plants, uh, you know, the best plant, you might guess, oh, I don't know, might be 
twenty percent of the time or yeah. a third of the time, but we're, we're actually the the top quality plant more than half the time. And I feel like being the top quality plant in the Toyota system is like like being the prettiest girl at a beauty pageant. <laughs> you know, like. Well, yeah, obviously it's something we work really, really hard at because it, that's our job security, yeah. right? But, but more importantly, you know, we're in the business of providing mobility, providing uh, cheap, reliable transportation for families, mm-hmm. um, and and so our quality is the safety for our customers, right? So, so people want to be able to rely on you know their engine block or their transmission case or housing. The, the engine block is the is the the heart and the the uh, torso basically of, of the engine everything in the engine is either built in or on uh, the engine block so so uh, you need that to be you know the most reliable mm-hmm. so yes we were we were awarded um, a new engine block the, the first of the of Toyota's uh, next generation architecture um, and it's actually the engine that's in the the new Camry uh, and uh, we were awarded that last year. We were also awarded something uh, that, that's uh, upcoming: the uh, the transmission case and housing for uh, the first hybrid uh, powertrain that's going to be made in in the United States. So uh, there are vehicles in the United States uh, that that um, that are uh, produced here that have uh, hybrid uh, powertrains, but the the hybrid powertrains come from. Japan. So our West Virginia transmission plant will make the first uh, hybrid powertrain, and uh, it'll go into Highlander uh, okay. vehicles uh, in a, in a couple of years here, and we're we're going to be uh, making the the transmission case and housing. Well, that's so that the future looks bright for Toyota Bodine. Future is very bright for Toyota Bodine. Yeah, we're happy to say. Well, Sean, I very much appreciate you taking the time out of your week to come and, and be a guest and. And for the ways you're, you and your company are investing back in Jackson. So thank you for that. It's our pleasure. Today's podcast was hosted by Kevin Adelsberger. Our intro music was performed by Aaron Harden. It was recorded live at The Co. To find out more about The Co., visit our website at www.atthecoe.com. To find out more about our Jackson home and read about how amazing Jackson is, visit ourjacksonhome.com. <laughs>